0: Hey Church, it is such an honor to be with you today. What an awesome day. I love Saturdays. (laughs) It feels different to say that now. For so many years, ever since I've been in this country, I've always said Friday, Friday, Friday. Now I'm trying to get used to Saturday. I don't even know what weekend, which day is weekend now. It's so funny, but I mean, we're, we're enjoying it right now and we're discovering it. It's like, oh, it's the weekend. No, it's not. Oh, maybe. Yes, it is. No. When is the weekend? Oh, no, it's still, for- oh, no, weekend's still another day. But it's it's all good. We're loving it. We love the change. Change is always good. Remember I said last week, change is good. And, and if you're the church of Jesus Christ, we're constantly changing. We're being changed from glory to glory. Come on now. We're being transformed. We're being translated into the image and likeness of Jesus. We're never the same. We're not the same person that we were yesterday. God is constantly changing us because of the revelation we receive from God. Every time you behold him, you become like him. So the question is, are you seeing God, the God of the yesterday or the God of the tomorrow right now? So the God of tomorrow is the God of hope. That's what the Bible says. He is a God of hope. And if you're looking into his face, then you have a hope Full future. So I want to declare over you that your future is full of hope because the God of hope is whom you're beholding. It's an amazing, amazing word. So it is such an honor for us to be with you, and wherever you may be today, wherever God may find you, wherever we may find you today, we believe that you are blessed. Uh, You're also blessed by Life Just Global, and you are a blessing to Life Global. You know, God's presence means that God is present when we say I love God's presence we're saying I love the fact that God is present he's not absent he is present and one of the, one of the characteristics of the virtues of God is that he is omnipresent which means God is present in every location all the time the same way to every single person on the planet that's what it means that God is omnipresent he's present all the time and so but even though God is present in all the locations at all the time not everybody gets to experience his presence when you're in the kingdom of God experiencing his presence is a privilege that we don't take for granted in fact, our worship to God is from a place of gratitude that He is present. It's a it's a it's from gratefulness that He keeps His word according to His name to be present, whether we are aware of His presence or not. So, I have a feeling that we're going to have a series now. Uh, um, we're going to start a series called Spiritual Algorithms, okay? Uh, and we're gonna we're gonna start. Um, because it's important for us to understand that the kingdom of God functions according to algorithms, spiritual algorithms. And until you understand what these algorithms are, you won't know how to experience the manifestation of the presentness of God in your life. See, a lot of people know that God is present. You know God's presence. He's present. You might know it, you might experience it to a a certain degree, but you may not be experiencing the manifestation of the presence of God. You see, God manifested Himself and became like a man in the form of Jesus Christ. It was a manifestation of the presence of God. That's why He says His name is Emmanuel, God with us. So which means God has the ability to invade, to come from the realm of the spirit into the physical realm. But every time God does that, every time God manifests his presence from the spiritual into the physical, it requires a conduit. It requires somebody. It requires a person that he can transform through. He can can manifest through. And that is a human being. It's a human being who recognizes his presence, who is aware of his presence, and has the ability to now manifest his presence in a certain area to have a certain result. And for that, you need to understand certain spiritual algorithms. Okay, so we're going to go on a a series of discovering what these spiritual algorithms are. I'm going to lay a foundation today. So it's a very foundational message. But... (laughs) <laughs> but we're going to. Uh, it's going to get deeper as we go further because that's how the river of God is. It goes. Uh, the further it goes from the throne, the more deeper it goes. Somebody say Amen. amen. Right. So spiritual algorithms. If you if you understand what an algorithm is, it, it is basically a uh, in basic maths or computing a, a definition. It is a set of rules. Uh, or laws that create a, that, 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 that are put into a program that enables that program to produce a result based on certain keywords that are fed into that program. That's what an algorithm is. It's a set of rules, Okay, it's a set of laws, computing laws that are fed into a program that's created into a program. And every time certain keywords are put into that program, it gives you a certain result. Google, for example, Google search is one of those algorithms. Whatever you put in, if you have a question, you put it into Google, Google seems to answer your question. Today, Google answers more questions than God does sometimes. Because Christians go first to Google, then they go to God. When they have certain symptoms in their body, they go to Google. (laughs) Dr. Google, right? And so now Google has the ability, this algorithm has the ability to receive these keywords and based on these keywords, they now give you the best result possible for you. So, an algorithm functions in such a way to provide a solution to the one who's putting in the keywords. The algorithms of this world are built on the algorithms, really copying the algorithms of heaven. The spiritual realm, really, is, is, the, is, is sort of the, the, the one that gives the idea to the physical realm. And based on that, so an artificial intelligence is created. But in the realm of the Spirit, we have someone that is greater than Dr. Google. His name is the Holy Spirit. And so this Holy Spirit functions, this Spirit functions according to certain algorithms. These algorithms are not a set of rules and regulations like the old covenant. These algorithms in the new covenant are not laws. They are not rules they are not regulations but they are values that are based on preferences very interesting this word preference or prefer uh, is something that will keep coming through this foundational message today okay so now the, just like google we have holy spirit the realm of the spirit okay is a realm that is based on Algorithms, spiritual algorithms, which are preferences of God the Father. God has certain preferences, and based on those preferences, the realm of the spirit functions. Now, if there's anybody who needs a breakthrough from that realm, breakthrough means it's breaking through from the realm of the spirit into the physical realm. That's what a breakthrough means. Breakthrough doesn't mean my bill got paid. No, breakthrough means something came from the realm of the spirit into the physical realm and manifested itself as supposedly your breakthrough. You needed finances or you needed a baby, you needed help, perfect health in your body. Whatever it is, the, the, the blessing from God doesn't have to be specific in nature. God has blessed you. And that blessing can manifest based on the keywords that you input. So, a solution for our lives is triggered when there's an input of certain keywords. A solution in the kingdom of God is triggered or manifested from spirit into physical, it, not only when you listen to the word, faith is built up, and I have hope now. But it is when you receive the word, the keywords, but also you apply it in a particular yeah. place. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. The algorithm functions when you take keywords that, that, that access, give you access to the realm of the spirit in a particular place. Yeah. So we're going to talk about these two things, that place and also the words. Very important that you, you you need to understand. For you to manifest anything from the realm of the spirit into the physical realm, you need the word and you need application of the word. See, a lot of people believe the word but there's no application. That's why they don't see a manifestation from spirit to physical. So, spiritual algorithms are kingdom values. Now, These values, ladies and gentlemen, if you're part of the kingdom of God, Jesus says, if you're born of water and you're born of the spirit, you are in the kingdom of God. You can see the kingdom of God and you can enter the kingdom of God. So which means the kingdom of God is a realm of the spirit where God's preferences have greater value than human preferences. Very important that you understand this. This is the foundation of my message. God has preferences. And based on those preferences, the entire realm of the spirit where your blessings are, that's how they function. They will not function based on human preferences. Like I prefer, like I want a miracle to happen in my life. I need a break. I need to experience God for myself. I need to, I need, I need. If there is self preference, for the realm of the spirit to serve you, now we, we have some issues. And a lot of people are in that place and they get disappointed over a period of time because they don't understand the way the realm of the spirit functions. So these spiritual algorithms, what we're going to teach you now, is going to give you access to not only understanding what the key words are, but also key applications. So that you can receive spiritual input and now as you begin to apply it in the place you need to apply it, very important, the place is very important. As you begin to apply it in the place, now you begin to see a manifestation of God's presence. Look, Moses said, I don't want to go if your presence doesn't go with us. Wow, that's very, very mystical. Just that one statement is very mystical because he understood when the presence of God, the omnipresence of God, is with Moses and the people, somehow there's an advantage for the people. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. Somehow God and the, so somehow the realm of the earth, this physical realm, looks to obey the realm of the spirit. Now you're the one that decides which part of the realm of the spirit, the kingdom of darkness or the kingdom of light, this earthly realm obeys. I hope you get that. You're the one who decides because you're the one who has the key to the kingdom. He says, I'm giving you the keys of the kingdom. He's not holding the keys of the kingdom. The kingdom functions according to his preferences. Now you are here on the earth and the earth functions according to your preferences. Now if you need that kingdom to manifest here, you can't use your earthly keys. You've got to use kingdom keys in the earth realm, in in the place where you need those keys to function and manifest. And every time you create a value for his preferences on the earth, now the kingdom of God comes upon the earth as it is in heaven. God is omnipresent in the realm of the spirit. But the manifestation of his omnipresence requires an invocation through using the spiritual algorithm. You've got to invoke his presence from spiritual to physical. God is present, ladies and gentlemen. God is present with your boss who sometimes acts like the devil God is present (laughs) your friends who are not Christians whatever they do God is present but somehow you have access to the same access they have but why don't they see what you see why don't they experience what you experience they don't cry out God give me a breakthrough hello This is only a Christian term, breakthrough. Somehow for us in the kingdom of God, this thing breakthrough is is like, wow, I need a breakthrough in my finances. I need a breakthrough in my marriage. I need a breakthrough here, breakthrough. What breakthrough are you talking about? Breakthrough means what exists in God's preferences are now need to manifest here on the earth. So which means it's not my will be done, but Your will be done. Not my preferences God, but your preferences. And every time you as the Lord over the earth decide to welcome the Lord of lords, now he comes from the realm of the spirit and he manifests as Lord because he needs a vessel. He needs you. He needs a place to manifest. See God's presence would not come and just go anywhere. There There had to be a temple. There had to be a temple. There had to be a tabernacle. And that tabernacle had to be holy. That tabernacle had to be, you know, sanctified. Cannot, you just, he just wouldn't come anywhere. That, that the, 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 the Ark of the Covenant had to be gold. My goodness. And there had to be blood on it. Blood of an innocent animal. Can you imagine? He's not, It, it just doesn't manifest like that. There has to be to to invoke god to manifest invoke is a very strong term but to manifest god to bring to allow him to, to to not allow him to 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 get god to come from a realm of the spirit into a physical realm so that you can have his authority in this realm you've got to understand that there are certain preferences that he has and those preferences supersede all the preferences of the earth. And every time you you create a value for what He prefers, now, because you're a Lord over the earth, now the earth begins to welcome the realm of the Spirit. Begins to welcome the Lord of Lords. See, we make the way for Jesus the King to manifest His presence on the earth. We make the way. John the Baptist made the way for for Jesus. You must understand, every single one of us today, I'm not waiting for the second coming of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. When he comes in the clouds, that's awesome. If Jesus comes like that, praise the Lord. But I'm what I'm responsible for, I need Jesus to pay my bills. I need Jesus to heal my marriage. I need Jesus to heal my body. I need Jesus now because somehow this realm of the earth has superimposed itself upon me. I'm a spiritual being. Please understand what I'm saying. I'm not talking about me. I'm just me meaning all of us. But whenever the realm, the physical realm is overtaking you, it means that you have submitted to another Lord. And you've got to detach yourself from that Lord and attach yourself to the Lord of Lords. God has made certain, has put certain spiritual algorithms in place. These are, these are what the Bible in the book of Romans calls the law of the spirit. It's not laws like you think laws do this, do that, do that. No, the, the, the laws of the spirit is the preferences of God in the realm of the spirit that angels listen to, beings listen to. All of creation responds to it before they respond to anything else. They place a higher value, all of the earth, all of creation places a higher value on the algorithms of heaven, on the algorithms of the spirit, more than physical algorithms. But see, because we as a man in general does not know how to operate here, that's why we get polluted with other things. And we settle for Google. Seriously, we settle for something that is artificial when all the long while, for 2,000 years, Goga was always present. Yeah. The spirit was always present for over 2,000 years. Yeah. Since Pentecost, everything that you needed to know in God, about the earth, everything, all knowledge, all wisdom, all counsel, all comfort came from him. You must understand, we are very privileged to have this tool. Very privileged, right? So, to invoke God, to invoke the Lord, to, to manifest the Lord, we've got to understand that His, the manifestation of His omnipresence requires us to, to receive these keywords and apply these keywords in a very specific location. Okay? Now, I want you to go with me to Matthew chapter 18 and we'll find out what this location is, okay? So Matthew chapter 18 and verse 20 says this, For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. This is a very, very dynamic and a very mystical statement. This is not A statement that says God is present, but God is present to do something. See, when we love the presence of God, we love, why do you love the presence of God? It's because when He comes, you have the ability to allow God to do something. He looks to you to make the way so that He can function through your life. And so he's saying now, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Now, I'm not saying that when you're praying by yourself or you're worshipping by yourself, that God is not present. I'm saying God is present, but in order for you to see the manifestation of his presence, for you, for, in order for you to see, to experience a breakthrough, from the realm of the spirit to the realm through the physical realm it requires two or three that come together in his name see a lot of times we come to church but we're not together we come to church because we want to come to church we don't come to church because we want to be together but that's only one part in his name is the second part. We want to come to church to be together in his name. In his name, ladies and gentlemen, is the key word that gives you access to invoking that aspect of God. For example, Rafa, God is our healer. Come, if you need somebody to get healed, come together in a specific location and come in agreement, come together in the name of Rafa. And Rafa now begins to release healing into that person's body. I hope you're understanding what I'm saying. What he's trying to say here is that when two or three are gathered together in his name, there's a greater purpose to you just gathering There's, it's a significant moment to establishing certain things if you understand how lords lord over situations you bring two or three of lords together and the authority of two or three lords according to the word that is given to you now Allows the agreement, listen to me now. The agreement or two or three lords together enables God or His presence to manifest based on what you're agreeing with. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. A lot of times people sit together, they're praying, but while they're praying for somebody, they're thinking about something else. Yeah, yeah. There's no agreement where two or three come together in my name there has to be an agreement two or three you must understand ecclesia means you are sitting in the seat of lordship and what you is declare shall be established unto you when, but, but the authority of the kingdom is not based on one person ah, that's what you need to understand it's not based on one person you need two or three to come together so that now he is present See, the omnipresence of God, which is in the realm of the Spirit, begins to manifest when you come together. But when you come together, what are you doing in that moment? You can sit down and just chill. And God is present. But He's come there for a reason. Why don't you use this opportunity to make the most of it? To make the most of his presence. What is God doing here? If you were sitting in your life group after church is over, you're sitting down and you're just chilling. What are you doing? Yes, we're chilling, pastor. We're just chilling. We're just relaxing. We're just having fun. You know, we're just fellowshipping with one another. Awesome. I love it. But there has to be a purpose to it. And the purpose is, are you recognizing your role as a Lord over the earth? Do you recognize that when you go to church, when you go to your life group, when you're sitting down in a coffee shop, when you're sitting with two or three people, what are you doing? How are you bringing, how are you manifesting the presence of God into a person's life, into a situation? You've got to understand that when I sit down with believers, now it's not, it's not just chilling. Okay, chill for a few minutes. Okay, good, but let's get to business because God is present. The, the solution to all the problems, the algorithm is present. Google is right there. But it requires keywords and key action. You've got to hit that enter button. <laughs> you can't type in something. You walk in in the name of the Lord and then he's present. He's present. Okay, now what do we do? Let's, do, let's change someone's life. Let's change the situation. And we all come together as the ecclesia and as lords. We're not praying to God now for a breakthrough. God is waiting on us to declare the breakthrough so that he can manifest according to what we declare. Oh, this is powerful. It's powerful we're not waiting, see a lot of times we, we pray, okay let's come together, hold hands and we're praying, rabba, rabba. half of them don't even feel anything, half of them don't even are hungry, half of them are like okay I have problems I, I, they're like oh you know, I'm, some of them are offended some of them are hurt, some don't like the message that I'm preaching, all of this is happening and nobody's united in the name of the Lord we're just doing it because we need to do it, otherwise my life coach is going to ask me <laughs> It's going to ask me and then I have to tell everybody what's, going to, what's happening in my life. If you understand how important that moment is, the whole realm of the spirit is just waiting for your input. Two or three come together and give input. And we all declare and establish something. Whatever you established, he will manifest. Amen. Amen. You must understand, it's a very powerful church. This is very, very powerful. But the context of this verse really is not just about breakthrough. The context of this verse is actually from verse 15 onwards. Right? And verse 15 has to do with dealing with the brother's sin. Look, dealing. Dealing with a brother's sin. Now I'm going to go a little deep and I need your full attention. Okay? So I want us to read Matthew chapter 18 and from verse 15 onwards. Jesus says, Moreover, now we're talking about the context that this two or three are gathered together in my name. Okay? So the presence of God, God is present where two or three are gathered together in his name. Okay? So, Breakthrough, this is the context, okay? He says, moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he hears you, you have gained a brother. That is the context of, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst. I know there's a lot after it, because he's talking about church discipline. He's talking about how you can discipline a brother or how the, the church deals with a brother that is unrepentant of his sin. Okay, let's read on. But he says, But if he will not hear you, or, or he, but if he will not hear, take with you one or two more. Okay, there we go. Take one or two more. That by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. Wow! Now don't get caught up in the brother's sin. Get caught up in the algorithm that he's presenting. Yeah, yeah. Come on, you got to see it. Yeah. See, for us, like who oh, I have to deal with the brother's sin. You get caught up in that. That's flesh. But what is Jesus presenting? He's presenting, but if he were not here, take with you two one, take with you one or two more. Okay? That by the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established now you're sitting at your life group you're going to church you're hanging out in the in the coffee shops what words are you putting into the algorithm now because the things that come out of your mouth the two or three witnesses and those witnesses establish the word that you say Come on, this is phenomenal. Okay, let's move on. And if he refuses to hear them, tell it to the church. Wow. But if he refuses even to hear the church, let him be to you like a heathen and a tax collector. Okay, this is disciplining or dealing with the person's sin, unrepentant sin, okay? Now, assuredly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. heaven. Hold on. He's just dropping algorithms now. He's just giving you keys. He's giving you secrets. He's giving you keys of the kingdom. And he's saying whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Wow. So which means heaven is waiting for you to lord over something. This binding and loosing we have always done with demonic spirits. We bind them, we lose them, they're confused. What are these people even doing? Why are they binding me? <laughs> Why don't you bind the sin that enslaves you? Oh, Come on. Yeah. Why don't you lose offense and hurt yeah. and bitterness when somebody does something to you? No, pastor, not that stuff. Don't go there now, pastor. You're doing good with the spiritual dimensions now. (laughs) You must understand, Jesus is very, very smart. He hides mysteries in plain sight. And you, as a king, as a lord, have to figure out the mystery. You can't just read scripture and be like, okay, this this whole thing is step-by-step program. No, he's hiding things for you. Okay? that by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. Every word may be established. Who comes to establish every word? Where two or three gather together in in my name, there am I in the midst. Who is coming to establish the words? The Lord, the Spirit of God, God himself, the omnipresence of God is present there now to establish what you say. What are you saying? What are you saying when you are around believers? What are you saying? Are you just doing loose talk? Because whatever you do loose talk is established unto you. Because there are witnesses. Are you talking negative about yourself all the time? Guess what? It's going to be established unto you. Are you talking negative about your church? <laughs> Look, let me, let me tell you something. This is, this is something that works in the spirit. Okay, this works. When, when Kelsey and I moved out of the previous church and we had a lot of, you know, not so nice things said about us. Kelsey and I, We didn't, we we just moved on. We just kept on going, going on, going on. Meetings, 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 meetings. All of that stuff happening. We just moved on and we just didn't listen. We didn't give in to anything. But we were wondering, why is this thing not growing? Why is this life church global that God has started this move of God? Why is it only 60 people in the first year? And I'm thinking, maybe I need to mature. Maybe I need to do this. Maybe I need to do that. Until I read this scripture. See, you can go around and scandalize people with lies and because now you have two or three witnesses that, that you've spoken these words around, whatever you said is now built a case against us. And because we did not have a, an ecclesia of people who were lording over situations like this, that became a hindrance in the earth realm. You must understand how powerful this is. This is why it's important for people who love life just global to start talking about it. If you love life, if you love this church, start talking about it. Very important because what you say will be established about this church. You must understand how this this principle, ladies and gentlemen, this algorithm works. That's why from the beginning of our church, I disallowed any gossip. But when you allow gossip to come into your midst and you don't recognize it as gossip, every word that is spoken is established and now you're held as a witness. You are called to witness against John. And in that moment, ladies and gentlemen, where God judges between John and whoever, who do you think he's whose side will he take? I'll leave that with you. Think about what I'm saying, it's very, very important. I don't have any witnesses. <laughs> you must understand this is the realm of the spirit, this is the algorithm. But today we have witnesses. Of what God is doing in this church. Yeah. You must understand. After after I found this out. I started talking. I started talking. From Life Church Global. The best musicians will come. From Life Church Global. The most creative people will come. From Life Church Global. We, we will have so many people in our church. That we will lose count of the people that are. Today it's like that. We don't know how many people are part of our church Globally. You must understand, we started talking, start talking. Only speak good. Don't speak anything negative. Only speak good about our church. Speak good about our people. Only speak, call out the greatness in people. Where do you think all these values started coming out from? It came out because we got a counter an attack that came against the church. But this attack did not come from demonic spirits. It came from human spirits. Lords who God gave authority to establish certain things on the earth. And they established wrong things that actually brought a hindrance to the church of Jesus Christ. See, eventually, judgment will come upon them. We're not there to sit and judge them. We're there to counter a spell. Come on now. We're there to counter a spell. This is a spell, ladies and gentlemen. When people go around you and talk bad about you and church people listen to it, every time you talk about it now, you're creating, you're agreeing, you're becoming, it's witchcraft. What Jesus is trying to teach us in the scripture here is that in order for two or three to be gathered together in my name and manifest his presence, there has to be some dealing in a particular place. (laughs) There has to be. See, look, God has created this algorithm to function best in a place of diversity and even though there's diversity people need to choose to let go of their preference and desire his preference that's when diversity transforms into unity it's very important that you understand what Jesus is saying here Look, a lot of people say things about a church, I'm using this a lot, but a lot of people say things about a church, it's only because they don't love that church. (laughs) They love themselves. They prefer their preference over what God prefers. Why? It's because they prefer everybody to be like them. They don't prefer that everybody remains diverse. Unity is, spiritual unity is attracted to physical diversity. Spiritual unity is attracted, this algorithm, this solution is attracted to a perfect place of diversity. Joss has to be Joss. Ken has to be Ken. Chris has to be Chris. Alejandro has to be Alejandro. Everybody shouldn't be John. Do you understand? But all of us, Joe, Skin, Chris, Alejandro, John, have to let go of ourselves and come together as Christ. That is unity in diversity. We let go. Let go of my personality. Let go of my preferences. When we hang out together, there's something more important than me. There's something more important than, than individual aspects of the church. See, when people love the body of Christ, they celebrate diversity. When people love the body of Christ, they celebrate when children grow up and, they are, and, and, and we create a safe environment for people to make mistakes. We give responsibility on a, on a stage to people who are not perfect. Oh. <laughs> We give people uh, an opportunity to preach who never preached before. Why? Because we're we're not interested in celebrating one person over the other. We're not trying to celebrate everybody now becoming like one person. No, no, no. Everybody is just letting go, making the choice to let go of themselves and be Christ. And that, that is the place. The perfect place for this algorithm. It is unity in diversity that begins to uh, allow the realm of the spirit now to enter into the physical realm. You need God to manifest a breakthrough in your life? Love a sinning brother. You want God to manifest and heal your finances? Love the church. (laughs) you want God to heal your marriage right stay faithful to the church stay faithful to the, the, the place that God has destined for the realm of the spirit to manifest into the physical see all the lords don't go into their own kingdoms and lord in the kingdom of God you must understand what I'm saying right now please pay attention to me You can't lord as an individual outside the ecclesia. You can't function as a lord individually. You need two or three. You need two or three lords to come together to be able to establish a word. Come Come on now, this is very powerful. If you've never placed a value on your life group or a value on the church of Jesus Christ, you've got to place a value on it today. If you treated the church like, oh man, there's no no big service happening. I don't need to go for life group. Oh, what you know? We just watch TV and we sing songs together and eat food and go home. You are completely missing an opportunity to manifest the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. But you must understand what I'm trying to present to you. There's an algorithm that is waiting to bless you. That's waiting to give you solutions. But it in the perfect place. It's the church of Jesus Christ. You can't not love the place that he chose. Yeah. It's not love. Look, let me say this. The word love in Greek is the word agape. Everybody knows it as sacrificial love, right? Yeah. Everybody knows it's, it's, um, it's love without a hook and it's love, it's unmeasurable, unconditional love and all of that, yes, awesome, I agree with it. But there's one meaning. That we don't choose, and it's this word I prefer. That's what agape love really means. I prefer. So when we look at John 3:16, God so preferred the world that he gave his son. That whoever believes in the son will not perish but have everlasting life. So in order for humanity to have everlasting life, he he preferred them first. That's what love means. When we say, I love my brother, or I love the presence of God, you're saying, I prefer God's presence than my presence or anything else. I prefer, when we say, hey, I love you. When you tell your wife I love you Husbands tell your wife You love, her, love them Please It's very important Because it, it communicates To your wife That you prefer them Than anybody else in the world yeah. Wives tell your husband The same thing Don't be shy <laughs> It's very important That you understand How important This word is It's preference The whole kingdom Dynamic Dynamic the whole realm of the spirit functions on preference. The realm of the spirit is a realm of love. Angels, spirits, beings, archangels, all the saints, all everybody who is in heaven, every single spirit being places a high value on what God prefers except human beings. Somehow human beings have become so fleshy that we prefer ourselves and what we want and what we need more than what he prefers. But somehow we come to church and ask for prayer and send messages out in desperation when we should have known that there's a word, there are keywords that need to be applied in a place. That will enable the realm of the spirit to manifest into the flesh, into the physical. I hope you understand what I'm saying today. The context of what Jesus is saying is that where two or three gather together in my name, there am I in the midst. The bigger context is winning a brother over. In a place of diversity, Everybody makes mistakes. Some people know, some people don't even know. But you can't assume that they knew when they were sinning against you. See, confrontation in love or speaking the truth in love means I will come to you because something that you did or said has affected me or has not affected me but I love you so much that I don't want to lose you. Okay, I don't want to lose you. That's why I'm going to come to you to talk to you about what happened rather than prove to you that you were wrong. You see, there's a difference. A lot of Christians function this way. When you do something, I'm going to come to you and tell you what you did wrong and God's going to punish you. You have to repent. That's not the goodness of God that leads a man to repentance. The goodness of God that leads a man to repentance is, I prefer you. I prefer you being here. You don't understand. Without you, I'm incomplete. This body is not complete. My life group is incomplete without you. And to win you over, I've got to let go of, my, of the offense. I've got to let go of the hurt. I've got to let go of the junk that I'm trying to carry, the misunderstanding, all of that stuff. Because without you, I don't have a breakthrough. Without you, you don't have a breakthrough. Without you, this city doesn't have a breakthrough. What is the point of a pastor preaching without a congregation? What is the worth, what is the, what is the worth of a congregation without a pastor? Come on now. You got to understand how important this algorithm is. And in that context, Jesus is saying, when you love your brother and you prefer your brother more than yourself and you go to win him over, not to prove he's wrong. You go to win him. I don't lose you, man. I love you. I prefer you more than I prefer myself. When you do that now and you come together in the name of the Lord, He's present. That is the perfect environment for you to manifest heaven on earth. It is not you singing songs from morning till night, speaking in tongues. All of that is good, it edifies only you. But nothing comes from the realm of the spirit into the physical. This is why the establishment of marriage is so important for the church. Because two come in agreement, okay? Now, go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, okay? And we'll read from verse 12 onwards. For as the body is one, say one, and it has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body. So also is Christ. Wow. for as the body is one and has many members but all the members of that one body being many are one body so also is Christ for by one spirit we were all baptized into one body so which means that when you got saved God the Spirit of God and God together and the Lord all baptized you into, He submersed you, He immersed you into a body, like pushed you down and gone in. Right? And He immersed you into a body. So now you went from an individual to being a part of a body. Come on. Yeah. So you're, you, you, you're not on your own now. You're a part of something bigger. You're part of something that needs you. Let's just say you're the heart. And you decide now, you don't need to be in the body. I don't like this body. I'm going to stay out of the body and I'm going to try and find my own body. And when I find my own body, I will fit in and everything will be perfect. Let's see how long you survive. An organ is never meant to survive outside the body. Your best life is lived within the body of Christ. The greatest breakthroughs of your life never experienced outside. Only in the body. Only in the body of Christ. And so this is the the, the establishment. This is the place that God prefers to manifest through i don't know he decided it's his preference and true love is revealed when one lays down his preference for god's preference i prefer what you prefer you prefer the body okay case closed i'm not going to argue with you i love you i prefer you i prefer what you prefer so whatever is your preference will manifest but i need to find someone who agrees Who's on the same page. Thank you. Who's on the same page with me so that now we get to work. What's the point of just attending life group if you're not doing any work? What's the point of just going to church? For how many years people have gone to church without realizing that when you come together, God is waiting for you to establish something. Say something. Not just the pastor. Everybody come together and establish something. Very important that you understand this. Now, I want you to go to verse 18 of the same chapter. And he says, But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body, just as he pleased. So now, I didn't ask to be pastor of the church. (laughs) I didn't ask for the gifts. I didn't ask, I want to preach. I hope you understand what I'm saying. God is the one who decided now John and Kelsey will be the pastors of this church. I'm putting them as members of this body to function in that capacity. You must understand, if you're part of this church and you have a role to play, God has placed you in that place. Whatever your role is in this church, it's not small. It's not insignificant. Every single person, every single member of Life Church Global was placed in where you are, in the life group that you're in, in the church, in the particular place that you're sitting in today. God placed you there because it pleased Him. You didn't decide to come here today. God brought you here today. You didn't decide I'm going to go to life group today. No, God convinced you to be at a life group today. Why? Because there's a purpose. There's a reason why you need to be there. You can't say, well, I'm the hand and the body cannot function without the hand. So I'm the hand gonna, I'm gonna just walk away. The hand walks away. Get it? The hand walked away. (laughs) What do you think is going to happen to the body? It's incomplete without that hand and so that's the context in which Jesus is saying hey listen there's diversity there's diverse. if you read from uh, chapter 12 from 1 uh, verse 1 to 11 he talks about all these massive gifts oh, prophecy and healing and rah, 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 all the read through it it's very, very important the church needs it but these are all expressions individual expressions of the members yeah. and it everyone's not the same yeah. there's diversities of gifts okay look Chapter, chapter 12 verse 7 says this but the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for what the profit of yeah. so the gifts that you have ladies and gentlemen is not for your profit hello yeah. it's for the profit of all so if you have a gift of healing now guess what it's not for your ministry it's not for you to build your ministry it's for you to serve the people around you. Why do you think there are so many sick people around you? It's because he's given you the gift of healing so that Rafa now can bring healing. <laughs> do you understand? But where do you bring the healing? It's in the place that he has designed. It's the body. The body has diversity. The body has diverse expressions. Everybody's creativity, everybody's expression is different. When we come together, I'm not saying my expression is better than yours. Because the eye cannot say the eye is better than the leg. (laughs) Or the ears cannot say, well, I I am the body of Christ. No, you're part of the body of Christ that's what if you read this entire chapter that's what Paul is saying we can't have preferences one over the other and he's saying the body of Christ is full of gifts it's full of expression it's full of like prophecy and healing and word of knowledge and wow that's amazing but Paul goes on to say I have a more excellent way really now so the expression of the gifts which are the gifts of the spirit ladies and gentlemen have to be energized by something it's a more excellent way Gifts of the Spirit, prophecy, healing, working of miracles, faith, all of that stuff, there is a more excellent way. Yeah. And, I, and he says this in, in, chap, in chapter 12, verse 31. But earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet I show you a more excellent way. And what does he say? Love. He starts off chapter 13 by saying, Though I speak with tongues of men and angels, but have not love. I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all the mysteries and all the knowledge and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains. Wow, that's some crazy faith. But have not love, I am nothing. Not I don't do nothing, I am nothing. So which means the more excellent way doesn't have to do with the expression of gifts. It has to do with the virtues of God that abide within you. So love, ladies and gentlemen, is not a gift. Love is a virtue of God. The preference of God is a virtue. And that virtue comes to you and it dwells on the inside of you now and it convinces you to prefer his preference over your preference. And it convinces you to prefer people more than you. Why? Because there's a purpose to it. It doesn't like to put you down, but there's a purpose. There's a reason for it. Because when you come together with people who are so diverse, they speak different accents, they speak different languages, they have different upbringings, they have different church upbringings, and they all come together and somebody believes in tongues, somebody doesn't believe in tongues. Somebody gets freaked out by the supernatural. Somebody only lives in the supernatural. You you understand what I mean? The church is so diverse. But when all of us leave all these expressions of gifts... And we don't make church about all these expression of gifts. And we make it about love. We pursue one another because we prefer one another. You have an issue. I prefer you more than I prefer my issue. You have an issue with someone. I prefer you more than the soothing of my issues in my life. I prefer you more than the problem that I have with you be solved (laughs) I'm willing to win you over as a brother and let go of the problem he says this is a more excellent way this is a more excellent way how long will you pursue with someone and Jesus gives us the model he says hey listen go to them confront them talk to them in love because you want to win them over if they still don't believe you and don't want to repent take two or three more witnesses why because when you come together the two or three witnesses establish a case So the lords come together and say, okay, this is an issue now. Let us bring supernatural intervention here. (laughs) Not because we want to kick the guy out or girl out. No, we want supernatural invention and as lords we come together to lord over the issues of your life. Not because we want to throw you out because we want to win you over. We want to separate the sin from you. We want to separate you from the sin. (laughs) Not the other way around. We want to separate you from the sin issue that is causing you now to not partner with us to establish the kingdom of God. That's why we pursue. And sometimes it takes years, ladies and gentlemen, till you give up on someone. It takes years and it takes years and it takes years and it repentance and they fall and they repentance and they fall. But you still pursue. Even till today, if there are people who have had issues with me, repent and they come we will welcome them back no issues at all I prefer them being in this house than suffering outside Amen. Amen. this is a house man this is a family we have a purpose we understand God placed them here I didn't go choosing these people you must understand they're not attracted to me they're attracted to God in this house the Bible says that he builds the church he adds to the church John is not doing marketing for life's global he does it. He loves the body and so he handpicks people. Can you imagine we have people from Armenia, we have people from Russia, we have people from, from Brazil that came to our church, po- from Portugal. I mean, we have people from India, we have people from Australia, we have people from New Zealand, we have people from... We have, we have so many different nationalities here, all speak different languages, all different ethnicity, ethnicities, all coming together. What brings you together is the fact that we understand now that we are Lord's in the kingdom of God. And that it's more important for me to love you than to love your issues. And then he goes on describing like, wow, what is love? Love suffers long. Look, look, just look at the description, okay? We use this, funny enough, they use this word, this these passages for marriages. It's like, what are you trying to say to me, priest? When I'm just about to get married, what are you saying? Love suffers long. Am I going to suffer in this marriage? love suffers long and is kind so which means I have to suffer and be kind how does this system work out for me <laughs> so, but anyway I'm just joking but love suffers long and is kind love does not envy, love does not parade itself, love is not puffed up does not behave rudely Woo! does not seek its own love is not provoked thinks no evil Wow. does not rejoice in iniquity but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. This thing about love, there's no blessing for me here. It's all endurance. <laughs> this is all helping me to suffer more. It's the algorithm. they keywords. The keywords. He's giving you keywords now. These keywords, when you take these keywords and you apply them in a community, in, in the place, in the body of Christ, now, you start attracting God to manifest on earth as He is in heaven. See, the realm of love, the realm of the Spirit is the realm of God's preference, is the realm of love. When you start applying love, in every aspect of your life, in a congregation where everybody's different. <laughs> now God says, Perfect place. I found my place. I found the temple where I belong. See, the realm of love is attracted to the realm of love. So when you look at your family, are you practicing love suffers long and is kind? You will, you will. After this message, you will. (laughs) Love does not envy. If you're part of a large family, love does not parade itself. Love is not puffed up. Love does not have any pride issues. Does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own. Oh, whoa, pastor, what are you talking about? Yeah, in a congregation, you can't seek your own will. That's what love looks like does not rejoice in iniquity goes on, goes on, on love never fails and then he goes on to what I preached about last week but then he says this in verse 13 and now abide faith, hope, love these three but the greatest of these is love So what is he saying? You have all these gifts in the body of Christ. You have all these expressions. But all these expressions without love does nothing. You can be the greatest prophesier. And the greatest healer. And the one who gives most accurate knowledge of the word of God. But you don't love diversity in your church. You don't love the one who is sinning. You don't love the one who makes mistakes. You don't love. You're not patient with them. You don't suffer with them. You don't. You're not. You're not compassionate with them. You do, you're just constantly envying the, the the brother who has a new car, or the sister is really prospered in a business and, and is wearing a thicker gold chain this week. <laughs> and and sister so and so walked in with a new Louis Vuitton bag to church, and you're like, mm, mm, mm. where did that come from? I know. <laughs> Right? Yeah. That's envy. Right? Envy. Look at people and... Hmm. Where did they get it from? Maybe it's some, corrupt, some corruption. Black money from somewhere they get... No, man. God just favoured them. Why can't you look at them... being being prosperous with a Louis Vuitton bag and having a Maybach and having a Mercedes and having a jet plane and having having all of these things why can't you look at that as something that God has manifested into the body, the same body that you are a part of the same body, it's like your leg gets blessed and you're like angry with your leg, like how can you get blessed what about the other leg, I'm the other leg how come God didn't give me Jordans only God gave this leg Jordans But you don't understand if God bless this leg, he's bless the body. We've got to learn to celebrate. Celebrate someone's success. And he says now in verse 13, And now abide faith, hope, love. These three. He's not talking about the gifts abiding. He's talking about the virtues. Faith, hope and love. And church, I believe that the manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit are energized by the manifestation of the fruit of the Spirit. See, without the fruit, the gifts make you sound empty. You can be accurate. Like I had a meeting one day with a, with a, with a person and the, this person wanted to do a lot of meetings and wanted to pray and do all that kind of stuff but had major issues in the family and I said to him uh, in that moment I said what is the point of you going there and being a point of breakthrough for all these people all those people are going to be blessed but you're going to walk home still the same you're going to go back to your home still treating your wife badly not placing a priority on your family but now you're going out there now and you're being the man of God and the woman of God and you're doing all these wonderful things but you're, you're not changed everybody else is changed but you, the gifts are operational, no virtue. The algorithm is not functioning. You can have great expressions, no love. You sound empty. You might sound like a good Christian, but the people around you are not changed. The people around you are not changed. There's no eternal transformation. But when you understand your responsibility now, I got hope, faith, and love. The greatest of these is the realm of the spirit, God's preference. Whatever is his preference now abides in me. You've got to start practicing like that, church. You've got to allow your mind. You've got to renew your mind by by allowing what God prefers to become your preference. That will eliminate the fear of man. It will eliminate every other fear that you have and you'll only understand that what God prefers is what you should prefer. And when you do that now, you come into the environment, the place, the body that God has destined, He has established to manifest Christ, to manifest, to allow His omnipresence, to, to come from the realm of the Spirit, to manifest in different ways of need amongst you. It's the perfect place, is the body of Christ. So today church, uh, in closing... I want to I encourage you after the service is done to not just get up and do things like you would normally do. I want to encourage you to take time with your life coach to be lords, to discover what lordship is in the life room. Take authority. And begin to establish breakthroughs and I can guarantee you will see breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough in your life group and in our church in this city and in this nation because we come together as the ecclesia to agree upon a word we input these words in the algorithm in the right place And that place is the body of Christ. So I want to bless you, church. Thank you for being so faithful to the house of God. We love you. We bless you. And we declare that you will have an awesome week. Okay? God bless. Bless you, church. Bye. Bye.